And here we go. Right now, folks, Mark is zooming in on the eternal flame. No, it's not Ben. It's the actual candle. <laughs> That's the external flamer. That's, anyway, here we go. What episode is this, Ben? Dieciocho. And for us Americans? Dieciocho. Okay. Eighteen. So, Mark, take it. Like Mark's favorite age when he's This is an women. international Why podcast. Why is there water in here? Because I rinsed it out, Ben. Oh. Where's our bucket? Oh, Unlike you. You are a blind bastard. <laughs> You know what? I tried to be good, but you just can't let me do that, can you? You can't find it in yourself to stop your buffoonery. He keeps pulling you back in. I know. I tried to stop, but no, Ben. You keep dragging me back in by my tail. Yeah, because you grab you're doing it. a zoom, I, I plucked my eyebrows. <laughs> Dude, how'd you do it? With tweezers. Oh. <laughs> the same way you whack off, right? <laughs> No, he used Agent Orange to clear the shrubberies. Oh, my God. I hope you don't use the same tweezers. <laughs> oh, God. You're listening to the Drinking with Friends podcast with Dan, Ben, and Mark. This is episode 18, round two of the Drinking with Friends podcast, Beer Olympics. Tonight, we will be tasting four new beers from around the globe. We will also have a guest on later tonight. So buckle up, kids. Strap in. Ben, say something. We loaded it in the mix. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled a mark on you. Okay. No, no, how about this is even better. Look. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, back to your shenanigans. Put me back on. Okay. Just so you know who has oh, the real power on this show. <laughs> it's small. Everyone but Ben. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm on week two of sobriety. No, not really. Of not being mean to Ben, and boy, I'm struggling already. It's tough, man. Good God. Is there <laughs> is there anything I could do, Ben? I mean, you're killing me. Maybe a support group. Yeah, I don't think they have one for that. They should. So, what beer are we going to start off with this week? Because this week, what are the four? Well, let's just announce last week's winner. Oh, was yes. Great Britain, yo. What's up? <laughs> Very nice. And we will also announce the people who successfully chose the beer that we were going to choose to move on to the next round. Well, I memorized it. Well, first of all, let's give these people their due for their, their good expertise, mm -hmm. the good job in picking the right beer. Oh, yeah. 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 Well done, folks. Give us the names, Dan. Okay. Should I do the last name, too, or keep them semi Give us the last initial. How about yeah. that? That's First what name, I said. Okay. Initial. So, Mike S. Nice. Woo! George S. Oh. Karen S. Oh, all these S's. I know. And then Gary M. Oh. I think there was one more, but I'm not sure. 
Nope, that's it. That's it. You got it. Okay, cool. Good job, job, everybody. Great job. And thanks again for participating. We got a flood of votes and people participating in the first ever Drinking with Friends podcast, Beer Olympics. And it's going to continue. Mark, I just got a call. It's the Prime Minister of uh, England. He wants a recount because he's getting flack from the Canadians. Oh. The Canadians. What a freaking oh, crash and burn failure my god we used to love that beer but we drank it and in no good it was like what was that no bueno no no bueno no none of us liked it it was terrible this round does not have a stinker in it mm. representing italy is not the disease but the beer peroni hey Ooh. japan sapporo mm. mexico dos Equis, mm. and uh-huh. belgium I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but it's Duval. Duval. Polish. Yes. You're Polish. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, our Polish friends. We love you. I'm very excited about all of these beers. This week. Which one do you want to start off with? I'm very happy to report to everybody listening today that this will be a sound effect free podcast. Yes. We've talked to Dan. He's also in rehab for <laughs> sound effect addiction. Yeah, they, they tied my hands down so I can't touch the buttons. For oversaturation of sound effects. We're Sat- going to be working this. it out. I think sound effects are a very important part of the show when handled properly, when handled responsibly. Mm-hmm. Remember, friends don't let friends and do live sound effects. and do sound effects on their own. <laughs> That's right. So we have to be responsible in the way we use our sound effects. So we're, yes. we're working on that. Yeah, and we promise they will be back. They got me an Uber. So that way I don't <laughs> hurt anyone. So in honor Which of ribbon? Great... Well, Mark's pick. In um, honor of Great Britain winning, I am wearing my British winter hat. Thank very you. nice. Jack. We are going to do... Jack. The Peroni's disease in honor mm. of Ben, because he has a suspicious bend. <laughs> but that's what in he, his. You, you know, his name is actually Bend, not Ben. Uh, but in Spanish, the D bend. is silent. <laughs> so be quiet, Ben. <laughs> you know my daughter's listening. No, she's not. She's got better things to do. But her friends do. I think it's something that they need to know. <laughs> you ought to know. Let's go. All right, let's go, Ben. So again, we'll do the same rating, one to ten, like we did last week, and we didn't get above a five point five. So, whoa, okay, I found no. Yeah, that oh. one. <laughs> oh, you're nice. oh, donde esta? Okay, this is the Italian national anthem, folks. All right, so first up is the Peroni. Okay, From it has a, a nice regular laggery, laggery, laggery <laughs> <laughs> look to it. Ben, can you read the label for us? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, there no. are a lot of words on this label. And, and they're all in Italian. They're very descriptive of the beer we're going to taste. Mangia puttessa. Il gusto unico. It sounds Seco. like Spanish. Dry. E. And? Rinfrancante. Refreshing. La, I'm sorry, what? From the, la, From the? Yeah. Italian and Spanish are very similar languages. Yes. Premium Italian Fio Fiofuta al mondo. Yes. So I it just so, not all right, enough lighting. Let, so, let's, 
I speak into the it's mic, Ben. Dude, we not enough lighting. God damn this! Like I'm trying to tilt it so it's really lumens. holy crap. Yeah. We want to get some, we want to get all of the delicious words coming out of your mouth, Ben. So make sure you El gusto close to the mic. Unico. Like, it smells good. Total recognition. It does smell good, doesn't it? it smells That's very lighty. Lighty. That it has very a very nice. crisp yeah. scent to it. Oudoir, a very fresh bouquet. scent. It doesn't yes. smell skunky at all. No. No. And it's a very light color. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take our first sip. Pretty good. Mm, I like bad. this. I like goes this. goes down nice and smooth. I, I got to give this right off the bat a five. Middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this so far, it's been very oh. good. Yeah, it's a scale of one to ten. That's right. Just like the Olympics. Oh, we forgot our cards. Oh, that was your card, Ben. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. It goes good with the music. So an Italian rap? Yeah. I like it. Japanese rap, actually. <laughs> Japanese to me. <clears throat> yeah, okay, I'm sorry, Ben. Uh, Mr. Freaking quadruply lingual guy. But he can't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first contestant was the Italian Peroni. Not a disappointer at no, all. Not Very at all. good. We're enjoying that one. Okay, scores. I gave it a five. I'm giving this a six. Uh, that's where I'm going. Give it a six. You know what? I think I agree because oh, really it's better boy. than. There's controversy already, man. Already. Okay, Other countries I, are going to be five, in uh, You're right. Uproar. I can't do that. I'm not really sure what's going on with the scoring here, it's, but mm-hmm. the judge from America is suspect. <laughs> Wearing a British hat. Hello. Mm, yeah, hello. <laughs> hello. And then hello. who won last week? Great Britain. I'm wearing the hat in their honor. That's all. Mm, mm, mm. I'm getting into it. I have a feeling I'm going to be drinking this. At the end of the competition tonight. Whoa, mm. don't speak so quickly. We still got some no, other good ones coming. That's true. So okay, that's true. Okay. Yeah, it's so premature of you. Mm. So <laughs> here's what I think we should do, right? Mm-hmm. What? Because we have to finish this Peroni's disease. What Dan's <laughs> already done. We just cured it. I was gonna. Int- I was going to. Um, I was going to. Um, tim, 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 tim. <laughs> I was going to introduce. <laughs> ben almost choked to death. <laughs> I was going to introduce a topic that we can maybe um, just kind of pepper in between the beers as we're tasting them. Hmm. I thought we were doing a separate segment yeah. because it takes away from the thrill of the Olympics. Fuck. And we okay. and that's not going to take too no, long. I'll edit all that shit out. That's what he said last time. And then <laughs> when he found a couple of my faux pas, I heard them louder. <laughs> he raised the volume when I fucked up. Oh shit! I can't speak. <laughs> Mark, you, you're going to edit that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll edit it. Sure, like every other edit. And he then if didn't. you if you listen a little bit further, I actually repeat it. I know. Like I play it again, louder, and then just like you said, Thanks. I had to do it. Yeah, that was last okay. week, week's episode, folks. All right, very good. Good very job, good. Peroni. The judges are satisfied with the first round. Good showing for the Italian team. <laughs> All right. Mark? Up next. Up next, let's travel to Japan. Balls of ice. Ah, Japan. Japan. This is a real national anthem. Very ominous. You can hear this blasting in the zeros as they're going towards Pearl Harbor. Mm. 
We can blow the hell out of them. Sneaky, sneaky. And we're going to... Nice, Ben. The no, Sapporo in the, the aluminum can. The big-ass Godzilla Sapporo. Oh, my God. Going it back is, to It a, is quite the can. It's a beautiful can. What a nice can you have. I like that. I like the head. He's I like a, a nice Japanese can. He's a Mongolian. <laughs> Dude, I'm sharpening up my samurai sword, getting ready for this one. Here we go. By samurai, Ben's, so do you mean Ben's, your penis? Yeah, that thing. Ben's got a mouthful of pretzels. That's a great way to cleanse the palate. Did we last time talk about the alcohol? The, the alcohol line? content? I don't know. Why did you leave so much in here? Okay. Alcohol by volume is 5.1% oh, on wow. the Peroni. Dude, it tastes good, but it has it, no bite. My <laughs> okay, so we're going to stop the So music. it's about average? The Peroni? Yeah, 5.1. 5. 5. 1, yeah. 5.1. Okay, it's about average. What's mm, the Sapporo, The Sapporo smells good. I lick the Another aluminum. Another crisp. Oh, my God. Any kind of a phallic object. Ben's just drawn to lick it. This is Ben's aluminum licking face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because yeah. there was beer dripping down. And and just, it's it's uh, a terrible beer uh, tasting. Right. Tasting ben has beer. a full glass of beer <laughs> right here. So he here. licks the can. And he needs more, so he has to lick the top of the Sephora can. He's not satisfied with a full glass of beer. All right. Oh, we drinking? Mm-hmm. Good. I don't get like a heavy smell, just normal. Heavy smell? Like <laughs> locker room beer? Hey, I just worked out, man. Didn't have a chance to shower. I don't have that heavy testicle smell. Ben that I likes, like so much. Ben's drawn to that and ass sweat smell. <laughs> well, would you think? Oh, the Japanese oh, I hope this crowd comes out of pissed. his nose and <laughs> oh, his mouth look, at the same he's time. He's a wet Godzilla. Here it comes. Oh, it's going to shoot like, out his nose. Just like Mount Fuji erupting. <laughs> it's going to be a support It's Benjamin. <laughs> Set it over the top. <laughs> my chest hurts. <laughs> oh my god, my ribs are broken from laughing so hard. Oh. Holy shit! Oh my god. <laughs> Good thing Ben is wearing his life uh. alert necklace. <laughs> oh, love a JP shirt. Oh my, my Oh my god, that was gold. <laughs> Oh, oh, fucking oh. phenomenal. We're, good. We're gonna oh, have to you, take a well Ben, god damn it, oh, that, that was awesome. Well done. Uh, yes. That was, that oh, was me with the Mount nose. Fuji line, by the way. Oh. Okay. Beer boogers. Okay. Oh, uh, did oh. you actually taste it or just no, I didn't taste it. <laughs> <laughs> all, taste. Each one of us have tears in our eyes for different reasons. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, still on my nose. <laughs> well Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Along with oh most God. of our atmosphere. <laughs> the ozone layer. 
<laughs> Ben's nose is the cause of global warming. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let me. All right, so I, let's I see. don't smell much. <laughs> Thank God, you showered. No, and I exercise. Ew. You I'm exercised nothing. before you yeah. came here. You smelly bastard. That will smell. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Here, let's taste the beer. That's what we're here <clears throat> for. Let's go. Sapporo. Sapporo. Banzai. Sapporo. Hmm. Not bad. Not as good as the Peroni, in my opinion. Well, I agree. Definitely better than the first that I had. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that almost killed you. <laughs> I'll give this one a four point five. Mm. Very watery. Make sure you tune into our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Which we'll be putting some exclusive content on. If you want to see what just happened. <laughs> if you but, want to burn Ben with cigarettes. <laughs> no, if you want to hear Ben <laughs> talk about his <laughs> traumatic childhood. So and one of the reasons why he is the way he is, because <laughs> some things his mom said, very enlightening very disturbing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's on the Patreon. That's definitely that's on there. That's the first video. It's for on mature the audiences only. It's rated NC human being because <laughs> for a real clear glimpse <clears throat> of what's inside his head to the mind of Ben. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, so, so what are we rating? I rated Sapporo, Sapporo with a four point five. Wasn't as good as the. Uh, Peroni's disease. Right. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. I think it's strong. It is stronger. It has a stronger bite to it. Any alcohol volume indicator? Certainly. Back of the label on the printed tasty aluminum can. <laughs> Watch your arm on the Olympic flame. Yeah, 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 I know. You don't want to flame out like last time. I don't see it. That's what she said. A great <clears throat> mystery to be solved later. So, Mark gave it a five. Ben? 4.52. All righty. So, this one holds a commanding lead of second place. Mm -hmm. All right. So, to recap, Peroni, six from Ben, five from Dan, six from Mark. Sapporo, 4.5 from Ben, 4.5 from Dan, and... Five for more. <clears throat> and 4.9 ABV on the Sapporo. Ah. As I pull it up on my handheld supercomputer known as my iPhone. iPhone. And I just Googled it. Ah, uh, you gurgled it. You just got to Google it. Okay, so beer <laughs> number three. What shall it be? What's it going to be? Well, sweet. Next will be Dos Equis. Oh, the Mexican beer. From the People's Republic of Mexico. <laughs> Is that North Mexico? <laughs> We're Mexico. South Mexico. South of the border. Ben, come on. Come in with some Spanish. Some Spanish It's the only Spanish country. The only Spanish-speaking country, and he doesn't. No, Mark still has some of the other one. That's why he didn't pass it down. What is, what is this shit? What is this music? It's the uh, Mexican National Anthem. No. This is the Mexican national anthem? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. They changed it. This is the real Mexican national anthem. 
Fuck off. That did not sound like the Mexican <laughs> National Anthem. Can we have the Mexican National Anthem, please? It was just playing, man. And then it went into that other thing. I'm on a Mexican radio. Okay, then maybe you should loop it. <laughs> yes, here it is. It's a three-minute song. They couldn't afford the rest of it. Okay. Here, do you want the uh, Dos Equis? Sure. I pulverized my shoulder and my elbow. What's that? I'm wounded. Dos Equis. Okay, the Dos Equis, I got to say, they're all very similar in color. In color, yeah. Yeah, they really are. Okay, the Mexicans got loud. Cállese, carajo. Eh, you guys have arroz con pollo here? Jeez, the guy speaks semi-mangled fluent Spanish. And he's like, hey, you guys? What was when I was at Jack in the Box? Which no way? Cares. Which way to Tijuana? A bunch of Mexicans came in and said, hey, arroz con pollo? He had to put his chin up just to get over the counter. <laughs> yeah, what happened to you, man? How? Are you, why are you such a tall Mexican? How did that happen? Because Ben's family ate a lot of cacti. In the Mexican deserts, they ate Gila monsters and cactus. Ben is a Colombiana. Colombiana. Okay, girls, Alrighty. here we go. Dos Equis. So let's sniff it. It's semi-pleasant, mm-hmm. you know. It's not mm. offensive. No. It didn't curse at me in a foreign language. Mm. It's different. It has a different aroma. Yeah, it does. It smells like Taste a, it. Taste it. Taste it. It smells like a Mexican cactus. Oh, it's better than I remember. It's Swedish. Mm. This is the mm. real Mexican national anthem, Miss Beaches. I see. Con los culos que bailan en Mexica. La cumbia, pendejo. Oh, cumbia. <laughs> La culo. You're a culo. Cumbia. Un, un culo cagado. <laughs> I'm Benji, el culo cagado. Oh, soy cagado. Ay, carajo. No me gusta ser cagado. <laughs> Mis amigos son colgados, pero yo soy el cagado. <laughs> okay, so okay. what do you guys think? I don't care what my kids ask. What does that mean? <clears throat> you don't need to know. I All like right. this one. I think it's pretty good. I'm going to go with the six. Mm. I'll give it a five and a half because I like the Peroni better. And No, wait. I have to give it a... I'll give it a five. Screw it. Ben, six? Mm-hmm. More? Marcus? Four. Four? Cuatro. Oh. Cuatro. Okay. Mm. This is probably my least favorite of the three. I have a soft spot for Sapporo. Mm-hmm. I like... I was nice, being open-minded. Japanese cans. <laughs> <laughs> I like big cans, and I cannot lie. All righty, that only leaves one They're left. They're difficult to find these days. <laughs> oh, that's a stubby little nippy type yeah, thing. Yeah, this bottle is awesome looking. Yeah, it is. Has nice artwork on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very cool looking bottle. But 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 those ekis, what was its alcohol volume? Alcohol volume. Four point two. Wow, the lightest of the lightweights. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Maybe in the next round, we will do calories as well for our health-conscious <laughs> listeners. Whoa. You ready for this one? Yes. All righty. We open her. Oh, and there she goes. Duel. Not dwell. Duel. Duel. Ben, ben had a special effect on this one. Duel. It is 8.5 alcohol per Ooh, I gave it a little excitement there. Yes. Look at that. Look at what Ben did mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the Duvel. Uh, My God, the worst bartender on, on the planet. Oh, look it's at that worst. head. I will tell you. But I like that. That even though Ben put a four-foot head on his beer, <laughs> uh -huh. it's really cool because it's very white. Yes. Oh, my God. It looks it's like Very, cotton. very white. Yeah. That's a very pretty head. It's very snowy. It looks cloudy. <laughs> a very beautiful white head. Take a picture. Take a picture. It'll last longer. Yeah. This is Ben's bartending skills at work. <laughs> a six-foot head. And here is the way it Six should foot, look. Seven-foot head. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Time to breathe it in. Breathe in. Breathe out. Ooh. Is that I love these ice balls, Dan. Hoppiness I smell. Yeah. Is that Thank you. does your fridge make them? Yes. Wow. They're just they're actually anatomically correct. Really? They were oh. humongous when I pulled them out. All right. Here we go. How does it smell, boys? Hmm. Interesting. Yes, it has a variety of Hmm. Oh, Dwarves in it. Yes. Hmm. More than the other three yes, beers. Very nice mix of aromas. Yes. Ben licks the head. What? You're sick, Ben. It's, what's wrong with that? Oh, that tastes good, though. <laughs> Ew. Oh. Ew. Benji Lovelace. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, not good. No, not good. Mm -mm. Okay. This is the most manly Hoppies. out of all four of them. It, it's not your regular lager. No. Again, it's really difficult to categorize because the Belgian beers are much different than a yeah. lot of the other countries. Very different. Heavy on yes. alcohol. Yes, it's just heather. If if mm. this was a band, it would be like the heaviest band of the whole mix mm. over here. Like coats but I like it. I like it. It's not bad. What about you, Mark? I like it. I like oh, it. No. It's got a very nice flavor to it. Oh, yeah, it does. It'll oh. fill you up. It's not like a beer that you're going to drink a case of, but I think it's, it's definitely yeah. It's definitely heavier oh. than all of the other beers, but it's from Belgium, and now we have Duvel. Duvel. Belgian strong blonde. Okay. Yes. Because it's cloudy. <clears throat> I don't know if I could get if I got that cloudiness because I gave myself. Too much head. Let me get a picture of yours so you people can see the cloudiness of it. Time to vote. Ben? Cast off thing. I'm going to give it this. I'm going to be nice. A three. I, I knew it. I knew you were going to give it a three. Really? I'll have to give it. You know what? I'll give it a solid five. Did we play the Belgium? No, we didn't. Anthem the Belgium, of National? The waffle song. It's. This has um, a little more 
presence of hops. Yeah, I think that's hoppy. what you don't like. Mm-mm. If it hops, Ben don't like it. And here's the the Belgian <laughs> national anthem. But it is. It's not a strong. It's not a strong. It has hoppy a strong flavor. aftertaste a to very it. Very aftertaste, paint on your tongue type feeling. Very aftertaste paste on my aftertaste paint, paint on my tongue on my tongue kind of feeling. Man, that's a t-shirt. In braille. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely is a strong blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I can Well, Mark, what do you give it? Bitter, yeasty, and hoppy. Yeah, it's very yeasty. This is a, this is a tough one because it's different, in my opinion, than my favorite one so far. But I do like IPAs and, and a hoppier beer with a little stronger flavor, and this definitely does it. I'm going to give the Duvel a seven. Oh wow! Wow. The judge from Colombia gave it a minus three. Has issued a protest to the Puerto Rican judge's score. I think there's uh, something happening under the table. And with cash. Is it because I was... You'll be surprised, but it did not win. Is it because I played in Belgium? Maybe. Oh, yeah. He's mm. got to bring that he's up. He's got a soft spot for Belgium. Mm. Okay, I guys. I love Belgium. Drums. Are the Invest official, in your future greatness. The official results from round two of the 2022 Winter Beer Olympics. In uh, last place, Sapporo, with an average score of 4.6. Mm, okay. Another second place tie, just you, like last are you, week. Are you checking his math, Ben? I know 4.6, where he getting that from? I don't know. Dude, it's 4.5, 4.5, and 5. Do the math, dick. All right. Way off. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, a tie for second place with Dos Equis and Duvel. At a five each. Mm-hmm. And Peroni, the big winner, oh. Italy, at 5.6. Okay. Oh, Way to go, I Italy. Win, but now, Peroni. My Peroni. So even with my aggressively so high man, score of the Duvel. You just couldn't save that one. It was not no. enough. Could not save it. Yeah, I know. I didn't have the fader, and you wanted to say something that I didn't ask you. I'm going to have to. You production, have to go and cry. Production classes. I like the Peronis. I like the Peronis. Yeah, you like your penises like you like your beer. Just because you picked the lightest, most watery beer as the top one, the least manly of all of them, that's fine with me. It's only thing. Somebody has to be the voice of reason, and I guess that's me. Wow. You and Ben gave it the highest score. You both gave it a six. I gave it a five. So don't tell me, Mark, who's a man and who's not a man, because you just called us out on it, but you were the one who gave it one of the highest scores. What are you talking about? You were saying that Peroni, Ben and I were kind of like, oh, that was our favorite one. Guess what? It wasn't. It was you and Ben. You both gave it a six. I gave it a five. And what did I give the Duvel? A seven. seven. Thank you. Because you're you're very biased. I rest mm-hmm. my case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan? The Olympic Committee is protesting Mark Zapata. Okay, okay. so that wraps up this round mm-hmm. of... The Beer Olympics. Yeah!
The first annual Drinking with Friends podcast, Beer Olympics, brought to you by MarkZDrums.com. Round two. Invest in your future greatness. This has been round two. Mm-hmm. We will continue drinking the winner. Mm, winner. Mm. All righty, folks. Oh, my gosh. That's really cool. All right. All right. Well, here's um, the other end. Fuck um, this. <laughs> Then you freaking. <laughs> okay, so that was a very nice round. So we're all. Join. Enter meeting passcode. Capital two. <laughs> Capital two rock potato seventeen. Okay. Capital two e. You're an ass. Capital two e. Capital two. You're an ass. Two. He's hitting the shift. Now, two E, lowercase e. Uh huh. Capital Q N. <laughs> okay. Four. Lowercase D. Okay. Just like you. And you're an uppercase B. Yeah. Join, join with video. With video. Yes. There you go. Here you are. Bye. Here we are. Bye. And she hung up. See ya. There you go. Join with computer audio. I don't know there why you we are. Yeah. Hey. Can you hear us? Hello. There it is. I'm in my closet so I can use my professional recording. My Very good. The guy over it. there, he you just sound came amazing. Out, of out of the, the closet. closet. <laughs> so. We're going to push him back in. Yeah, he's very confident in himself, so it's good. Sorry I'm a little dark. There's just there's no lights in my closet. Feel bad you guys can't like see me, you know? It's okay. I, I would hide from us, too, if I were you. <laughs> Who's Daniel? That would be me. Wave, Dan. Hi, Daniel. Hi, That's me. That's me. Hi. So there's Daniel, Mark, and... The man who will not be acknowledged, <laughs> Ben. Ben? Yes, Ben. Ben, cool. Ben. Nice oh, he's... Ben is accident prone to say the least. <laughs> oh, me too. My no, 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 but growing up. Oh no, he's even worse. Ah, here. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. Very. You much don't so. know me. Well, probably by the end of this, <laughs> we'll get a very good idea of who you are. So we'll get there. Oh, okay. We're opening a Sapporo. So, in case you're wondering, we have done four beers from different parts of the world. One was Peroni from Italy, Duvel mm-hmm. from Belgium, Sapporo nice. from Japan. And the empty Dos Equis way over there. Oh, Dos, Dos Equis from Mexico. <laughs> it just snuck over the border. Classic. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Sapporo, if I you've ever done, and I think you have done, the hibachi, the Sapporo mm-hmm. is very popular in hibachi joints. Ben, would you like some Peroni's disease? <laughs> no. I'm going to go Dos Equis. Would you like a diagnosis? <laughs> you crooked man. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I know you've heard those commercials. Have yeah. you heard those commercials? Which you ones? Might, you might Which have, ones? You might have Peroni's disease. If you have an unusual bend in your... Genitalia? Shall we say. No, <laughs> long vegetables. Yes, in your zucchini. Or eggplant oh, or Lord. carrots. Whatever. Ben, it's so well, nice to see you. It's been so long since I've seen you. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate. I know it. it's been it's the longest it's been in what months? It's been months. It's been like about a month since we've seen each other. Can we use your name? Of course. Vanessa Peppy. I say Peppy though. Peepo. Can I call you Peepo? Um, a lot of the kids call me Puppy. 
Oh, oh that's, that's so cute. <laughs> you don't yeah, want to hear I what the kids call that. <laughs> so tell us about the kids. What do you do? Oh, the kids. They're all mine, all 30 of them. Yeah. I birthed Oof. them myself. Good wow. job. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I am a kindergarten teacher in Queens. Mm, fantastic. We're in Wait, Queens. It's P.S. It's not the school I went to for like two days, is it? <laughs> you know, Ben's going back to the day when, you know, he was in Queens. He grew up there. He was educated uh -huh. at Petco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Learned I went to a lot to... of um, tricks from old dogs, huh? Oh yeah. yeah. It's where the pets go. <laughs> and, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I think I went I, I think make I... a lot of dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's us. I think I went to PS13 in Queens. I can't I'm yeah. not sure if I if I have the number right anymore as the years go on, the number gets foggier and foggier, but it was definitely <laughs> I think it was PS13. I keep on saying PS231, but it's not PS231. <laughs> 231 was the street in uh, North, the, Babylon, North Babylon. Yeah. But I only went to kindergarten twice, and I don't <laughs> want to go into a whole story. He got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It is one of those horror stories. Oh, no. Ben, we're talking yes. to her. We're I know, I know. That's, 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 that's you, Ben. That's, I know, I know. I, I apologize. Lord. I apologize. Yeah. So this is why they don't like me talking. Right. Ever. <laughs> oh, no. No. Go ahead. Tell her your story. So you're no, a school teacher no, at elementary no. school? Would you, would you mind a quick story from Ben? No, no. It's no. very I'm sure yeah, it'll be great. I love stories. Oh. Go ahead, Ben. Go get a box of tissues. You can make it through a five-year-old story. You can make it through anyone's story. Go there get a go. box of go tissues. Ahead. This make is it a tearjerker. I... Go ahead. Make it entertaining. You really want to hear it. It's very dark. Go ahead. Tell Okay. First day of kindergarten. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. We're here to talk to Vanessa Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> he always falls for that. I always all fall the for time. It. Oh. It's my favorite thing to do on the podcast. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> that, okay. That so Vanessa, please tell us about about what you do over there. Sure. Um, so I started at my school about two years ago, and I am a teacher to 30 kindergarten students. Wow. So, do you have an aide yes, or no? I, have, I do. I have a full time teacher's assistant. Uh, and good, because he was asking for a job. I could <laughs> never do it without her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, she has a really good balance to the classroom, actually, because I'm not a mother yet. So you mm. learn how, how to be stern. And how to just give that evil eye that gives that little warning, you know? And I don't have these skills yet. I'm building them. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually watching her a lot. And so is she older? Just, yeah, she's 38. And does she have kids? She does. She has two. Oh, she and has, probably so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah. What does she look like? Yeah. She's beautiful. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, really, um, Mark, you dog. I'm on the market. Yeah, she's she's great though. So I've actually made a habit of observing her most recently because, oh my goodness, I have a very active class. So. Yeah, to be able to command <laughs> a class. To be stern. Yeah, it it takes um, a lot. It does. Take it from so. the man who can't control himself. <laughs> I teach at night. Adults. And I no, I, I teach a Saturday program for uh, junior high students. But they're not kindergartners oh, but they act just like them they're all on the you, at least they're not on cell phones right your kids no okay I mean, tablets so everybody, are just as bad, everybody's on cell phones doing stuff who knows that they're recording me doing my thing on uh, whatever but are you, <laughs> i thought you 
muted me. Now, is it a full day kindergarten or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's full day. We go from eight twenty to three o'clock. Wow, that's oh, a okay. long day. Holy and cow! And so you it have to nap time? You have to keep them. I was just going to say you have to keep them busy and entertained the entire time, right? You I have do, to keep them the under control. Lunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is there a nap time? Oh, nap time is so old-fashioned. Oh, no, I'm, my I God. mean for you. you I, mean <laughs> I mean for you. Pre-K, you know, pre-kindergarten still does. Pre-K, if you go a full day, you get nap time. Ooh, I'm going. Ben, what's your job? <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> I beat you to it. Yeah. No. Come on. Anyway. Why do you want to ruin my fun? So, so that, that sounds awesome. So that's that's your full-time gig. Yes, it that's is. That's how you pay your bills. Yep. So now, besides being a teacher, what other interests do you have that you really want to promote? Yeah, and why are you in this closet that I see you in? It's so dark. You have a beautiful microphone in front of you. What is all this about? I know. Um, So over the pandemic, you know, when even though we're in the midst of it still, I mean, right? I just saw the BN2. Is that what it's called? Who the hell knows? Mm. But, um, yeah, nothing to worry you know, about. Just some other variant that we're not going to talk about because that's not what we're here for. Right. But um, yeah, over the pandemic, I started doing a little bit of voiceover. It kind of captured my attention. I had a leave replacement at the time. And when, you know, the world kind of shut down, we went remote and started teaching through Zoom. So I did that for about a month and then my leave replacement ended. So I didn't have a job to go back to because there Yikes. was no schools to sub. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was a little scary, um, but thankfully I was still working. Working. What am I saying? It's so late. I'm so tired. Um, Living with my parents, Mm -hmm. so I didn't have the kind of bills I had to pay now. But yeah, so I just decided to start dabbling in voiceover a bit. I was watching Ice Age, and I was watching John Leguizamo's performance of Sid. And I was like, I've always wanted to do this. Why am I not doing this yet? So I found a cheap course online and I started. That's That's amazing. How many projects have you been involved with? And what's the most, I guess, recognizable one? Well, okay. Um, I haven't done too much with it because, honestly, I really need to take a really good course. I think there's so much technique to it that we don't realize. Right. Um, I do um, coaching, by the way. Oh, do you? I do, yes. Promote. (laughs) Yes. All right, well, good to know. But (laughs) anyways, so my first paid gig was Highlights Magazine. I did their 75th anniversary um, internet promo, so that was fun. Love Highlights. The company that that I did it with edited it horribly. Aw. So, Like this podcast. It really doesn't sound great at all. How dare Uh, you? I was pretty upset, actually, with the outcome. Oh, that's too bad. I know. So I'm doing other work that I'm far more proud of that is not Mm -hmm. paid. So, yeah, but hopefully it will be one day. Yeah, well, see, that's that's the thing about voice work, right? It's great and it's fun, but you have very little control, if any, over the content, over what you're voicing, which is why I love Mm -hmm. doing the podcast, because we have... You know, I say what I want. I express what I want. We talk about the subjects we want, you know, but mm-hmm. I also love doing voiceover because it's fun and challenging. But again, you don't have really the control over not only the content, but also the finished product. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to do, um, I did a, a voiceover for a video game and the creators um, posted the teaser trailer and 
tagged me in it and thanked me for my work, which was really cool because I was able to share that and people were able to hear what I can do, you know, and um, you don't always get that. A lot of times you just got to record it and it's and it's gone. You just got to say, well, I may never hear this, you know, but Mm -hmm. um, if you're lucky enough, you can get you can get the finished product back. That's exactly what happened to me. They didn't share the finished product. But one day when I was on Instagram, I was just scrolling through the stories and the ad popped up. And I was listening to it. I said, oh, my God, wait a second. Like, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And I had this big moment like, what? Like, it just felt so surreal. It was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. But on the flip side, I've had the experience where I've read for a job, did not get it. And then I'm working on my computer or something. And I hear the copy that I'm familiar with. I hear the words with a different voice. And then I see the actual commercial that I read for air with somebody else. And then I'm like, oh. Yes. <laughs> that happened to me. I was shortlisted for a Panoxyl commercial. It's a face wash. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because I said, oh, my God, I'm perfect for this. I have a young voice. Like, that's exactly what they want, a teen sounding voice, especially when I go higher in my register. Mm. Um, but then I never got it. And then I heard it on TV and I was like, what? She's a 72 year old woman. What the hell? But, yeah, that's amazing. Like, oh, damn. I guess they're done with it. <laughs> yeah, they, they rewrote it. Okay, let's right, go for yeah, the older demographic. That's the other thing. You walk out and you just got to kind of forget about it because that's the way the business is. You can't keep checking your email and wondering if it's going to come through or if you're going to get the gig, right, once you audition. You got to just put it out of your mind, go on to the next one. So you don't yeah. know if you've gotten it or not. You, you haven't gotten confirmation. You haven't gotten a callback. And then all of a sudden you hear it somewhere. And you're like, well, I guess I'm never going to get that one. But I want to give a little bit of background. We know each other. We've been to an acting class together. So these guys actually were at the showcase. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we're heckling Very them. good. They were right in the front row. They had great seats. They got some video. That was a, there was a <laughs> lot of people there that night. There so were. we did a showcase at the end of our acting class. And Vanessa and I did not do, do a, a scene, scene together. together. Yeah. And I hope to in the future because I think you're amazing. And I think everybody can hear that you have great energy and you have a great voice. But tell me about the setup because I'm also a voice actor. I've been doing it a long time. And the way things are now, it's a lot of from home. you got to have your own home studio. A lot of people specifically ask for a home studio these days yes. because it's, such, it's, it's so prevalent throughout the, the industry. You, like I have in the past, like I'm doing now, do my voice work out of a closet or some kind of makeshift something that you set up that it sounds good. What do you have that? Is that a sweater? Is that a sweatshirt next to you? Yes, right next to my face it is. I have a blanket that we put over that side. So I would love to hear about your equipment. What do you have? What are you working with there? Of course. So I think I have... I recently upgraded my microphone. I used to have a simple USB Yeti Nano. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend bought it for me for our anniversary when I first started out with all this stuff. Um, he really supports me a lot in this business. It's actually really cool to see. That's great. Because, you know, some people, you know, people do this work and then they don't get the support because it seems so far-fetched and ludicrous right. to a lot. Mm. So it's very, very nice to be surrounded by someone who truly believes in what I'm doing and loves to know what I'm doing. So he bought me my first mic. I recently upgraded to a Rode NT1. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, still a little bit on the cheaper side, but 
it's still it's a pretty good quality one i now have my interface it came with an interface it came with a metal pop filter on it oh nice and i have it suspended from a shelf actually <laughs> above me hey so, that works yeah it's great i just have one of those little clippy things with an mm -hmm. adjustable arm and then it hangs upside down right in front of my mouth that's cool great. that's great yeah so behind me i have um <clears throat> sorry Behind me, I have my panels. Not behind, technically it's in front. It's behind the computer. Mm -hmm. But I have my acoustic panels that I just put a little command strips behind and I right. stuck them onto the wall because this is a rental property. I can't oh, do anything yeah. permanent. Yeah, so that was my really easy solution and it's working out great. And then awesome. my microphone is sandwiched in between my clothes. I have them straight up just parted like the Red Sea over here. <laughs> and... um. Then I use Wait, whose dogs laptop? are those? Are those yours? Your dogs or our dogs? They're my dogs. They're your dogs? Yeah. Okay. Go That's ahead. My I'm dog. hearing Sorry. dogs. I don't hear. I was gonna say I don't hear dogs. Oh, we hear Maisie. She's loud. <laughs> <laughs> she's Aww. about. Maybe. She's a, what kind of dog? I'm oh, she's crazy. a Scottish Terrier. Oh, so, so cute. thank you. She's a puppy and she's very vocal. She's gonna be a voice actor too. <laughs> oh. We read I lines together. Now let me ask you this: <laughs> When it comes to she loves to, her Uncle Mark. Yeah, she drinks a lot. But um, <laughs> so besides your full-time gig as a teacher, now you're getting involved in voiceover work and acting. Mm -hmm. How does the acting help your voiceover work? I mean, it's does it help you like memorize dialogue for whatever your reads are, or how does that um, work? Well, it helps tremendously. So something that I'm doing right now, I mean, nothing's really started, but something I auditioned for last April almost a full year ago and i finally had heard back for it at the end of september just mm -hmm. this past year wow. is a cartoon that's being pitched to a few networks oh so, wow. yeah so i have the role of a young teenage boy oh. <laughs> yes um i'm the only one hired so far for voice so it helps a lot because it's a script so aside aside from having to you know create this character's voice you still have to live, deliver the lines in a believable way because mm -hmm. it's an adult cartoon it's not a child's children's cartoon okay yeah so it doesn't have that totally cutesy awesome style that yeah every see that bubbly yeah <laughs> no yeah it's totally not like that it's supposed to be real and authentic so you have to really be able to have those authentic skills to pull from the script and find out what's going on and all the hidden messages inside you know and then be able to layer that with the voice talent itself. Mm -hmm. And all I could ever think of is how thankful I am that I'm taking these acting courses because if this thing ever gets picked up one day, I need to have training. Mm -hmm. So, right, right. right because now you've, you, maybe you've landed this part and, and it's a very common thing. A year, it's a little bit of a long time, but it could be six months, eight months. The way these companies get these productions going, sometimes it takes them forever just to get mm -hmm. things going to the point. And maybe they start auditioning voice actors early in the process. And then by the time everything gets ready to go, it's months down the road. And then you've forgotten about it, right? Like I said, you put it out of your mind. And all of a sudden, you get that surprise call or email. And then you're totally like, oh, my God, this you're came wrong, back yeah. around finally. So now the... Yeah. Uh, five dollar question if you get picked up and this cartoon goes and full production would you sacrifice your teaching career to do that instead i 
I mean, that's a, it's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have I grapple with this a lot because you know, in the entertainment industry, nothing's guaranteed. Right. Teaching mm-hmm. is a steady job that I really do enjoy and I give it my all every day. Like that still comes first for me. Mm-hmm. Um cuz you know, I have 30 little kids and I'm shaping their lives forever. But yeah, I mean, if it got picked up by a major network, I think that's a kind of no-brainer. Yeah. You know, as much as my employers would hate to see me go, I don't think they would be upset about it, finding yeah. out where I was going to. Right. No, I mean, it's it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that could grow exactly. into something more. And, you know, not mm-hmm. only the voice acting, but with the exposure, you can get into, you know, any kind of acting you wanted to get into, if it's theater or whatever, TV, movies. Whatever the case yeah. is. So the sky's that, the limit. That could definitely bring in more work, right? And you have, mm-hmm. do you currently have representation at this point? Or are you getting these opportunities on your own? They're all on my own. I do not have representation. Mm-hmm. I've been told by a couple of different professional actors that representation actually doesn't help so much. Mm-hmm. From a voiceover perspective, they say they get about 5% of their work from their agents and the rest is all word of mouth, reputation, and their own applying. Right. And you're also paying that agent a percentage mm-hmm. of what you're making, right? So a lot yeah. of times there are people that are very successful having a great demo and then just sending it out to all the casting agents and everybody out there that'll take a listen. And if you have a good professional demo, you will definitely start booking work. Is, is that what you're doing? Do you have a demo that you're sending out? Yeah, I do. Um, to be honest, I've, I've been slacking with the voiceover a little bit lately, so I haven't been sending it. Uh, I've been really focusing on developing my acting craft mm-hmm. more than applying. Sure. So I'm starting to realize that as good as my demo is, if I don't have the right kind of training behind everything I need to do, I'm. it doesn't matter. Right. You know, because when it comes time to audition, I think, you know, the woman that I developed my demo with, her name is Shelly Shinoy. She's really good. But she says she doesn't call herself a voice actor. She calls herself a professional auditioner. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know how to audition professionally, you're not going to book the work. Very so smart, I think yeah. I'm still working on that a little bit. I need to get a little quicker at making snap decisions to be able to have successful auditions. Right. So instead, I'm focusing more on my training. Yeah. Which I think is okay. So I shouldn't say it like that. I'm focusing on my training. <laughs> I think that's smart because a lot of times what happens is, like Dan asked before, you know, does it help you to memorize lines? Really, in voiceover, there's no memorizing lines, right? You're no. handed a sheet of paper and you have five minutes to figure out how you're going to approach this read, and then you're in mm-hmm. the, the audition. You know, so there's mm-hmm. really like your skill set has to be reading it, figuring out who you're talking to, what you're going to say, how you're going to say it. And maybe if you can put together a couple of different ideas, because like the last thing I did, um, I went in there with a certain idea and I gave them that and they wanted something different. So now I had Mm -hmm. to change gears, give them something different. They ended up asking me to go back and do the original thing because they found that interesting as well. And they would have more to choose from. And it was a great session. It went really well. But you have to be on your toes. So Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the acting class, and that's why I'm there, actually, too, to help me to be able to do better with my voice work and make different choices. Yeah, that's exactly I started. Now, the question would be for the people who've never auditioned for any kind of acting role, much less a voiceover acting role, what's the process? Because Mark just said they hand you a piece of paper and you have to really 
figure it all out in a very short period of time. Um, mm-hmm. Can you kind of explain how that works? So you get the audition, you book that. So what happens when you arrive at the studio? I actually, um, so the highlights commercial, I recorded from home. Oh, okay. So what yeah. happens when you get the copy awesome. to read? <laughs> um, and there was no live direct, so I don't think I can answer the question so much. Because oh. um, sometimes there's a live direct and then sometimes mm-hmm. there's not. It just really depends on the job, the budget, yeah, and everything like that. Like, obviously, a very higher-end budget is going to have you go into a studio and mm-hmm. have that live session with the people right there. But something a little more low-budget, like I had booked, is... They just trust your judgment. They want you to have that audition absolutely perfect the first time. And if you have it and they heard it, that's exactly what they're going for. And they say, re-record it exactly how you did it. Now, the question is, do you get any um, information regarding the read beforehand? In other words, any background on any of the uh, subject matter, how to approach it? No. Nothing? I did not. Hmm. No. Um, I would imagine... As you get selected for projects, sometimes they might give you a little extra, but mm-hmm. in order to protect their confidentiality and you know their ideas yeah. and everything, they give you as little information as possible, which is why, like Mark said, it's so important to have our training because we have to make decisions about what's happening, what they're selling, who they're selling it to right away. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. if you and, and every audition's different. So for example, she did the highlights thing from her home studio. Then I would imagine she had the benefit of getting the copy well ahead of time and she had a chance to, mm-hmm. right? You had a chance to go over it, work it out, figure out your best approach. Um, but yes. it all depends. I've walked into auditions where they hand you the paper there. I've had to sign a non-disclose for the last mm-hmm. thing I did, um, which I can't say what it was mm-hmm. because it's yes. not out yet. <laughs> we don't even know where we are. Right. We are in an undisclosed location. <laughs> and you were saying before you're renting a place. We're renting a bunker deep <laughs> in the center of the earth somewhere that we don't even know. You can't imagine how much how much this costs. Yes. Just to in be the, in an undisclosed the tens location. tens of dollars. That whole North Babylon thing he was talking about, forget that. That's not even. We're undisclosed. You said North Babylon. I've never heard of such a place. Exactly. <laughs> yes. No you're on so that's interesting. Now you're in a successful vocation, your career as a teacher. It must be rewarding having that opportunity to touch individuals in a personal way that'll shape them for the rest of their lives. So that in itself is a great achievement that you should be proud of. Mm-hmm. And being artistic, because this is a good outlet for that voiceover acting. Do you find that? Having the full-time job limits your creativity or you have to kind of time manage it so then that way you can do that? So that's a good question. I think that it's the nature of my profession that makes me a little limited sometimes because it's only my second year teaching. And they do warn you in college, you know, you're not going to have a life the first five years you teach. Mm -hmm. But you really don't. Um, It's a lot of... You know, you're still finding your way, so you're still modifying your lesson plans and figuring out how exactly you're going to deliver them. But the materials making when you teach such a young grade with 30 children is a lot more hands-on than you'd ever expect. I cut and laminate in my free time like you wouldn't believe. Like, I have a laminator in my house. I have my little pouches. And I actually, I have three high school interns with me right now that are a dream come true. I 
stay would used to stay so late. I would stay until like seven o'clock at the school every night. But now I can leave around five thirty and come home, which is really, really nice. Um, so I really just had to find a way to balance myself with the work. It's and it's been really difficult, honestly. Like there's still days where I don't get to have any me time. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider acting my me time. So what I try and do is I give that to myself on the train ride home or the train ride to work. I think it's a really great way to start off my day. It kind of just centers me and gives me that what I want to do feel before I go in. And then I feel refreshed and I'm ready because the kids pick up on all of that. So mm. if I'm not in a good headspace before I go in, then the day is shot. Yeah. And, and you know what? I was just thinking about your typical day and how you have to kind of educate and entertain at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's reading the room, making a, a snap decision based on what's going on. So that kind of parallels yeah. what you were saying before about the voiceover stuff, because you have to be quick to adjust. And that's mm-hmm. a good skill. And I mean, what you're doing from your day job really is applicable to that, too. I'll it edit does. that, Dan. And, yeah. and not <laughs> to stop. mention, too, that um, I, I read to them regularly mm-hmm. all the time. Mm. I actually have a Storytime channel on YouTube called oh. Storytime Saturdays that I do. Yeah, I oh, that's cool. Week. Now, do you do and different voices or? I do. I try to vary it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I pick books that my students love. So everything is pretty much student driven. And mm. I get to rehearse it with them first. And then based on the feedback I get from them, I will choose to upload it. Oh, that's, and that's awesome. redo it again later. Where, yes. What, what's the name real quick so people can go and check it out? It's called Storytime Saturdays. Awesome. On YouTube. Yes. Very, very cool. Yeah, very good. please like it, share it, subscribe it, all of it. You know. We will. Try to monetize it. That's, I, that's my goal right now. Do you do so, any? Do you, um, do you find yourself leaning in that direction towards, you know, uh, children's books and things like that or children's shows? Is that kind of like yeah. a skew for your, for your, um, for your direction? As far as voiceover is concerned, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love reading children's stories. My roommate and I are writing one very casually. And, um, yeah, I just, I really like the whole atmosphere of what kids' animation does and children's books because I feel like it just tells a story and promotes creativity in a way that is getting lost in the generation of technology. Mm hmm. So to be able to show the kids, you know, this is a thing. Like, we can do this. There's ways to read a book that aren't just so stagnant and just to speed through it. Like, we can enjoy it. We can make characters. We can dream up what they're doing after the book is done, you know? And they get really excited to do it. That's really cool because in this, in today's, you know, with technology and everything, kids can watch anything they want multiple times you know when we were kids well mm-hmm. not you when i was a kid <laughs> i would go to a movie because they didn't have tv and you'd go watch a movie let's say the original star wars right you'd mm-hmm. go there and you left the theater never to see that film again right because that's just the way it was you know mm-hmm. nowadays you can go to the theater watch a movie and in a month have that digitally in your house um and watch it a million times if you want so yeah. it's really cool that you are kind of bringing these kids back to a different way of being entertained by reading, which is something that, like you said, is kind of going by the wayside. And mm-hmm. um, I myself 
find myself drawn to children's stories and children's books because I also work with children. I teach mm -hmm. drums, marksydrums.com. Invest in your future greatness. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and um, and so I love working with kids, you know, and I love just kind of helping them to figure things out and watch their enthusiasm and get them excited to learn and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of thinking in the same way of maybe doing audiobooks for children. I think that would be really super fun. Um, mm -hmm. I think you have a great voice for it. And, and I love the way your chosen profession, your full-time gig um, – kind of enhances what you do with your voiceover you know you're working with kids you're finding a joy in that and then it's kind of translating over into your voiceover work by doing children's stories and doing story time on youtube and all of that stuff it's really cool how those two things work together mm -hmm. thank you yeah i i really enjoy it especially that my students watch them so i've shared it with them and they were blown away. It was as if I was a celebrity to them because they're like, what? You're on YouTube? Like, <laughs> one of the kids asked me, they go, do you have a giant pool in your backyard? I guess I'm thinking of, you know, these influencers that are mm -hmm, everywhere, mm -hmm. left, right, and center. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, um, no, uh, honey, I live in the center of Queens just like you do. Like, nobody's got a pool. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're an education influencer. There you go. Right. Uh, you have the public yeah. pool like we all do. No, yeah, I have a pool. It was just, it was so cute. Um, no, I don't go to the public pool, please. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> yeah, the I'm beach. The beach. I'm putting my toes in the sand. No mm -hmm. the and hypodermic needles, you know, That's laying right. on the beach. <laughs> uh, the good old days. Yes. So what do you but, do for entertainment? I know your acting is a big part of your me time, and that's awesome because as entrepreneurs, and this is kind of why I wanted to have you on today, is because... We've been kind of talking a lot about how, especially the COVID era in the last couple of years, has kind of prompted people to break off from what they were used to doing because they're not going to work um, and seek other things. And mm -hmm. like you said, during COVID, you started to say to yourself, hey, I want to do voiceover. You know, and I think a lot of people either start their own thing, decide they hate their job and move in a different direction, maybe pursue those passions they've always wanted to do because that was the time to do it, right? When when you were reevaluating your life, you're like, we're all going to die. Mm -hmm. What have I done with my life till now, you know? And <laughs> yeah. and so it's it's awesome that so many people are doing that. And, and I, I want to really talk about that balance you were talking about and, and how you... Um, find that time. You said on the train back and forth, you're finding that time to act, right? That's what we have to do. We have to mm -hmm. figure out how we can fit it in and then someday, hopefully, we can get to that point where we can leave one behind for the other. When is the time you're going to make that move or transition? I don't. Um, I don't really have a plan. You know, I mean, something... I've had... So my employers are aware that I do enjoy acting, um, that I do my story time Saturdays, but it's also kind of been implied. And I think there's a really cynical, uh, culture among teachers where they say, you know, you can't have a life. Like teaching is your life. Like this is it. Mm. And you have to be all in for teaching and teaching only. But I kind of just think that's really unhealthy. Um, I just, I don't know. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a fault in my perspective because I do enjoy other things besides teaching, but I think there do, does have to be a balance between what you work and what you play with, you know? I right. just... Yeah, well, there's a balance yeah. in your life. 
until mm-hmm. you can make your play your work, which they say if you're, you know, if you enjoy your job, you never work a day in your life, all of that good stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, when we were and t- I definitely, I enjoy my job. Like, I think that the more I work teaching, the easier it's going to be and the less time consuming. And then I'll have really be able to find true, true enjoyment. But right now, it, it is very stressful. Um, I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of either. Like I said, we have a lot of children at the school and there's a lot of preparation work in your first couple of years. Sure. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, finding the balance, it really is hard. And I have made it clear to everyone around me, like right now teaching is my priority because I can't just drop the ball and then drop 30 kids education on the floor. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right, sure. You know, it's crazy. Um, so... I do study, what I do right now is I only study every other week acting, and I found a trainer that's close to me. His name is Robert Russell, and he used to work for Warner Brothers as a casting director. So I'm training with him, and I cut down my commute, so it's less. I don't have to, you know, I miss Lori's class. I'm so sad I'm not going back for this session, but in the summer, I'll be back. Awesome. Um, Lori Ann Davis is our acting teacher, by the way. I don't know if you've said it on the podcast or not no i have not and right. she's wonderful oh there you go three stage studios mm-hmm. that's how mark and i know each other yes three stage studios you know studios. we're trying to angle for free classes for you guys <laughs> <laughs> similar <laughs> ben needs an acting class. Little sponsorship there yeah. acting do you know class? do you know a storytelling class that uh, we do you can know a reading ben class <laughs> that we could properly train ben in no, english she brings up a great point in that, like you were saying, don't mute me. <laughs> don't mute me. Um, <laughs> he lost his train of thought. No, he just only had one thought. Why am I one thought? And it almost died of loneliness. So, like, we all have this little getaway thing that we use. Some of us. All right, are wrap it up, Ben. Wrap it up. Get to the point. Holy most God. of us are musicians, and we look forward to that time. So we try to make time from our regular job that we have to keep mm-hmm. to keep doing so we could pay our bills and blah, blah, blah. And then we look forward to that time where I could practice with the band that I'm in or I could do these other exactly. things. Same thing with teaching, like you said in the beginning. Right now, I've been teaching, you know, continuing education at, uh, at a college for over 20-some-odd years. And in the beginning, I used to write all these notes out, do all this stuff, prep. And you just get to the point where you could just do it because you've yes. done it for the first few years, like you were saying, and now I could just pick up any book and that I taught from and off I go. And lots of times I'm called to sit in for somebody else and it's just, what page do they leave off on? Okay, great, here we go. And you know that's also, for me, part of my artistic uh, being. I enjoy being in front of the class because a little bit older and I get to entertain and I get to mm-hmm. tell my jokes and I'm very funny and I'm actually a very good teacher gotten awards blah mm. blah blah mm-hmm. so can you produce such awards uh no but <laughs> <laughs> these accolades uh, is I that the right your, word your daughter oh how do you like that your daughter printed them out it's great from a teacher <laughs> accolades <laughs> so I understand where you're coming from that you know, so you, you took a long want, way to get to that's that. That's all you wanted to say. That's that's really, to say. wow! You could have just said, "I understand where you're coming from." We said okay. that an hour and a half ago, but that's okay. <laughs> it 
stuff hey, being made. I relate to him very much. It takes me a long time to get out what I want. You relate to, to him? Mm-hmm. I'm Storytelling related class. to him. Tremendously. <laughs> people are always like, all right, and uh, where are we going with this? I'm like, yo, there's a, on, Yeah, right. There's, a, there's, an, there's an end to the story. I just got to go over here for a little bit. But then, then come back. thousands die in the process, Ben. Yeah, so what? Okay, you done? I am done. Hey. Okay. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, All we right, have well, sound effects. Can um, you hear those sound effects? By the way, we're not even yes, sure at I this can. point. I can oh hear wow, them. this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that's Ben's wedding song. Oh, <laughs> so we're the in the process of, yeah, the of first one. We're in the process of, of evolving as a show. So uh-huh. last week was the the um, first installment of the Beer Olympics, um, which unfortunately you missed today. But yes, I'm sorry. It was also uh, the sound effects show where Dan got his hands on some sound effects and we could not control him. He <laughs> yeah, was just out of control. <laughs> he was just shooting off sound effects all over the place. So it's really fun to be able to do this and get better and get different sound effects and kind of learn our way through this and have interviews. By the way, you are our first ever guest on the show. Yes, and I am so honored. You told me that before, and I was like, you know what? This is my first podcast ever, too. So we're all, like, podcast versions over here, and it's going to be fine, even if if we crash and burn. It's all good. Actually, Ben has just (laughs) informed me that you are the second guest. (laughs) So I I apologize for You know, it's so funny because it's the guitar player of his own band. band. So he forgot him already. Holy cow. But you are by far our best guest. He wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, he's listening to this now, saying that's. Don't forget to tell. I was going to say, don't forget to tell him to listen to this over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about getting support from your boyfriend. How about your parents? Are they supportive of it? Yeah, your voiceover I mean, they never and- said not to. I think it's going to really scare them the day I decide it's time to leave teaching. Um, mm-hmm. That was actually what you were asking me about before. Is when will that time come? And I was saying, I don't know. And I was taking a really long way to get there. So you followed Ben's Like I said, mm-hmm. I relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because what I was going to say was, so my acting trainer has what he calls tiers. So he works with tier three people, which are newbies starting out. That's me. Then there's tier two, which he calls the working actors. Most of them have quit their jobs and they're often they're working and they're making mm-hmm. what he says to be a good chunk of change. And I don't know if that's, you know, regular people chunk of change. Like, okay, they're making 40000 a year. That's enough to skate by, you know. Or if a good chunk of change is an actor's chunk of change, which looks way different. You know, yeah, we're talking about right. hundreds of thousands of dollars at that point. So I don't know what they're saying. Um, and then he has his A-listers. You know, they're people that we see on TV regularly. Right. Um, so point being is, I don't know. I think it's it depends how hard... I work, and at what point will I be considered a tier two trainee? Right. Um, yeah, because the whole thing, his whole thing is if you could put an hour toward it a day, that's enough. So okay. I'm like, all right, I can totally manage an hour a day. My commute is a half an hour both ways. So mm-hmm. um, it honestly, actually, I haven't been putting in the hour. Um, it's been really tough to find that balance. I've been struggling recently with it. So. But I'm getting back to trying to put in at least a half an hour a day, and it's working so far. So baby That's great. steps. Right, right. And yeah. we start off, and then we try to expand that little by little mm-hmm. if we can. 
you know, but mm -hmm. we have a starting point, whether it's five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, and then we just exactly. try to build up on that. I, I identify with you when you talk about balance. I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to pay my bills. My main income is my teaching business, um, which I've been doing for a lot of years. I just expanded to two more schools um, mm -hmm. recently, and they kind of both came out in kind of a crazy way, these opportunities, but they're, um, they're really panning out nicely and I'm padding my schedule very nicely. So that's my main, my main gig, but also I'm gonna try that hour a day to voiceover mm -hmm. because I really need, I'm working with a coach now and I'm looking to make a new demo and then start getting it out there to as many mm -hmm. casting agents as I can and see if anything takes off. That's what we have to do, right? And I think yep. in the way the new economy is, the way people make a living looks so different today. You know, mm -hmm. that years ago, you would get a corporate job and you'd sit at a desk and you'd work. And then hopefully at the end of your time, you'd get a retirement package and you go and retire. That doesn't mm -hmm. really happen anymore. It's so different. And the younger people coming up are finding all different ways of making a living. And a lot of it is online. It's on social media. It's on YouTube and TikTok and all of these crazy things. But these young people are, are you know, creating those pathways, um, being online and, and being able to make a living that way. And we were talking about that on the show a couple of weeks ago, how different it is today and how many more opportunities there are to make a living online. And for voice actors, with the all of the different streaming services you have and all of the different online services you have, all these people creating new content, there's so much more opportunity for voice actors because yes. there's just so much content being created. It's amazing. Video games, cartoons, animation. Like, I know that's the same as cartoons, but <laughs> all different things, mean, right? Yeah. But how do you feel about all of these A-list actors getting the big movie roles and them not using, maybe, you know, you have a beautiful voice, you've been working in the business for a long time, but you don't have, you're not an A-list actor. You're not gonna bring people into the theaters for this animated movie, so they go with, uh, I don't know who, Kristen Bell or, or yeah. Scarlett Eddie Johansson. Murphy and all these guys. I said women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or no, Eddie yeah, Murphy. But you're a great point. Um, <laughs> I mean, it definitely, it sucks, you know, but then there, there's ways to do it. So do you guys know, it's a little animated shell that came out years ago called Marcel the Shell. It used to be yes. featured on Saturday Night Live, I think. Yes. It was a little animated short? Yeah. I yeah. think it was nominated. Wasn't it nominated for an Academy Award? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but the voiceover... Her name is Jenny Slate, and hmm. Jenny Slate started with Little Marcel the Shell and has since been able to book Secret Life of Pets, among other things. Wow, okay. Um, I, think she, I think she just put out that she's starting a TV show for Apple TV+, Plus. if I remember. I don't, so don't quote me. Forget I said anything, probably, because it's probably wrong. But... Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you just you never know how you're going to get your break, and right. that's also why I think focusing on acting training is important. Um, my trainer says to me, he goes, 
you know, I'll never understand you. You're like an enigma because you have this thing where you're so hell-bent on voiceover, but you are really good at acting. Mm. And he was like, you're really good at this thing, so I don't know why you're so hell-bent on doing the other thing. And I think that's why I also took a little step from voiceover, too, because he is right. If you make it in the acting world, your doors to animation open up so mm -hmm. significantly. Yes. Like, yeah, you just brought it up yourself. You know, all these A-listers are getting the animated roles and not a newbie like us. Right. So but maybe that's the route. I don't know. I'm kind of just going with the flow and seeing where it takes me. I have no plans. My plan right now is to keep teaching and studying until I feel like I'm ready to stop. But is it That's like awesome. Hold on a second. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing was... <laughs> The other thing too is when you when you're thinking about or when you're talking about um, voice actors and these A-listers and stuff like that, I totally forgot my point. I just so, <laughs> I just so was focused on wah, telling wah, you to show up. Yeah. Right? yeah, there you go. His theme song. But isn't it the same with all of these? <laughs> <laughs> wow, artistic jobs. Let's just take acting. They won't give a, a project a green light unless they have an A-lister. Well, they want so to make money. They don't want to have unknowns in it. Doesn't seem okay. So anyway, I remember my point, <laughs> right? When when um. when I I did a little um, I did a little on screen acting. I did a little extra work. Okay, and what I noticed point? about extra work, what? Nothing. He arrived at a crime scene. <laughs> when I when I I, I appeared in um, Hit and Run on Netflix. Just so you know, you weren't in an accident. Oh, took nice. off, huh? Yes. Is if you like watch when, the opening when scene I did, of when Hit and I Run, did, when I did I'm summer right project, there in the beginning. When I did summer, oh, I gotta look out for it. Top left of the screen yeah. in the uh, in the in the courtyard of the prison. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, no. So that sort of reminds me when I did uh, summer theater back in like 1982, 83, <laughs> and <laughs> many summers ago. <laughs> And the director of the summer theater, in the little handout that they hand out, you know, touched you. <laughs> yeah. He touched you. Yeah, that's how I got the part. And um, in the little brochure, what do you call that thing? Uh, the, the playbill. The, the playbill. <laughs> the flyer. Lord, the flyer. Whatever. They the said, you know, and maybe you saw him in his acting debut in the movie Arthur. He was caught in a scene in the background walking across the street and they were filming and he said that he was in the movie. Yes. Yes, he was. <clears throat> he wasn't a paid actor or anything. Had no he was lines. just walking in the background, him and his sister. Right. So was he directing. Was he in the movie? Is that really being in the movie? Uh, yes, if you can be seen in the movie. I think so. Right? Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. So, yes, if you're on I was screen, you're on, on screen. hit and run. I was on yes, screen. Yes, I was on Bull on CBS. Wow. Like, wow. Oh, that's a big got one. It. No Bull? Yeah, I was a juror once upon a time. Wow. I'm not I sure. I have to sleep. go back. It's so difficult to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could be sitting there all damn day, right? Before they need you. Yes. You could see me because my contacts are getting dry. Like, I hope to God nobody noticed, and it's just, you know, me being self-critical thing. But I was blinking at a million miles an hour in the background <laughs> because my contacts were dry, and I was so sleepy. <laughs> Which could have played right into your character. Myself. Yeah, the director nervous, was like, what the hell is she doing? She's doing Morse code with her eyes? Code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not even in the cell yet. 
I like can't believe they didn't blur me out more than they did. The like, only thing about my appearance in Hit and Run on Netflix, Hit and Run on Netflix, <laughs> episode five, is that I'm not sure if you can see my face. I, I start walking from the top of the screen, and I'm not sure if my head comes into view or not before they cut away. But I'm there. It's me. It's definitely me. And then he me. falls I down the stairs. It. You see his sneakers. You know, help me. I'm an inmate. But so I was going to say, how did you know that? Because if you're an inmate, you're all wearing orange. So how do you know it's your orange? That's orange? right. We're all wearing the same thing. I know me. I know my gate. <laughs> right? I have a gate detector on my computer, and it can pick out my gate and say that's From him. an algorithm? <laughs> yes. The algorithm tells me. <laughs> the algorithm. So my point with that was when I do even extra work, a lot of times it's like um, I'll put in for the, for the job, and I'll get the call back, but it's for the next day. And if you have a full-time job or if you have any kind of a regular gig, you don't have that kind of flexibility. So these guys need yes. to really be available mm -hmm. with an open schedule and go hit as many auditions as they can, do as many extra jobs as they can all around the city, go from this place to that place. And that's how you would make money. But you have to now clear your schedule and commit to that. You know, I know. And that's what drives me crazy. Like today I saw that Grant Whiffley is looking for um, Judy Garland types. Oh, okay. And I have the same stature and ben. kind of like facial features of Ju Judy Garland a little bit, mm -hmm. like my grandmother's told me. But <laughs> <laughs> point being, though, is I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if I could actually do this. Imagine it falls over February break and I can actually work. And I looked into it and everything is like, you have to be available for a fitting on the 7th. And then you have to be available for COVID testing on the 7th, 11th and 13th. And then filming is the 14th and the 15th. And I was just like. What the hell, man? Like, that would be insane if I was to yeah. try and do that while I was teaching. Like, it's I would very have to take hard. off all mm -hmm. my personal days just to go and do one gig. Like, It's very hard to do it part-time. And I was constantly getting um, emails from HBO wanting me to be in this. And, and you know, the, the – what was the name of that show? The, the, fabulous, hey, Black, the fabulous Miss something or other – um, Marvelous uh, Mrs. Maisel? Yes. That's so what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. awesome. That's exactly the show. But they wanted me to cut my hair a certain way and all of that stuff. And, and there are a lot of things that, that I get offered, um, mm -hmm. but there's, there are just too many. Like, I'm not committed that much to cut my mm -hmm. hair or to do this or to, like you said, be available for three or four days in a row um, just to go get COVID tested and, and fitting and this and that and the other thing. It's, it's a hell of a commitment. It's definitely tough. I know. It was nuts, too. Um, so over the summer when I was working on Bull, I actually got lost. So there's a... Um, the same address exists in Queens and it exists in Brooklyn. Mm, yeah. And I drove to Brooklyn. I clicked the wrong one on my GPS and showed up there. And, um, you know, the whole time before this... I was trying to coordinate with the casting agency that did the Bull episode because Gossip Girl hired me also for an extra thing, the same thing, the same week. But I couldn't go test for Gossip Girl. And this woman straight up, when I called her and told her I was lost, she was like, you better not have gone to go test for Gossip Girl. I'm like, I swear I didn't. Like, <laughs> I'm going to send you a screenshot right now of where I am. But she was so nasty, and I'm assuming they have this all the time because the COVID tests are really difficult for people to book work. Right. Because now you can't be working and go get a COVID test because casting agencies won't accept COVID tests from different agencies. 
Oh, wow. Which I think is just, yeah, it's totally backwards. Like, it needs to get standardized because it's screwing people over. Yeah. Well, they wanna... It's also screwing production over when you really think about it because they're limiting their selection. They want so. control. Yeah, I'm super passionate about I'm that. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> they want to keep control. I'm yes. sorry. I'm going through puberty again. I'm telling you, COVID has destroyed so much and has really screwed up production and acting. And so many projects are being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back Mm -hmm. because they just can't get it done. And um, it's really wreaking havoc. But hopefully, I think we're kind of getting on the tail end of this thing. I think we're getting close to being back to to normal. And then hopefully we can... That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, this whole picking and choosing thing has really got to stop because now... There's new guidelines for the schools in New York City saying that kids that tested positive can come back on their sixth day after being tested as long as they've been fever-free for 24 hours and their symptoms are improving. So now you have that stipulation for all essential workers, um, which is even shorter, and now all student body, that's most of the population now. Right, So what are we playing around with? You know, Either do it or don't, and that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. My Come wife, find me if you disagree. My, my so you're an anti-vaxer. Oh my god! Oh, stop! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my wife is a nurse, and they told her uh, yesterday that if you have COVID, you still have to come to work. Yes. Just wear a mask, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yep. you have to wear a mask everywhere. It's it's getting so I'm mild like, don't you at this wear point. A mask? It's super. It's super super transmissible now. So. You know, no matter what you do, you're going to get it. But thank God it's much milder. I would love to go back on tour again and all that kind of stuff without all this craziness. Last night I was at New York City. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they changed the rules, but did not check for vaccination. Nothing. Right. Yeah. I went to a venue last night. No one cares. No one cares. (laughs) No one cares. All the time, and, and in all real life, oh it's not just—it's it, just not the podcast. It's in real life. <laughs> it's in real life. But I think they yeah. passed. I think they—they they shot down the legislation that allows the government to dictate what companies do, so they can no longer tell these clubs and bars to to um, have to require vaccination proof. So no, they renovated really either. nice. It's really they nice. They cannot hit it. Um, major corporations across the country cannot require it but small um i think by state you can okay new york city is still requiring it Mm. yeah that's my understanding that's a shame you know it's a lot of sound effects mark way past (laughs) your quota all right (laughs) oh he's making up for you dan and I've been nice to you yeah, through this whole sound, interview, Ben. The sound effects king. All right. I got yelled at by management for being really mean to Ben. <laughs> and I tried to be nice to him. You know how hard it is to be nice to him? His personal management, he means. Yes, my personal manager, a.k.a. the redhead that lives with me, my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough crowd. You know, dude, you're being so mean to Ben. Why don't also you known as the breadwinner. Yes. I'm just her boy toy, you know. (laughs) Mark's just jealous, but that's okay. What are you doing, dude? I have a mask on. Finish him. I have a mask on because you may be contagious. I am contagious. Yeah. 
Anyway, I just had to get a mask. I just had to get a mask to cover my beard because the mask that I have puts a line in it, and then it oh just God. looks weird after a while. So I need to get something that goes all the way underneath, like that. You need a neck up. I need a neck mm. up. Yeah, I have mm. that one. I don't know if you saw it. I have that one that it comes up over your face and it's got Steelers, right? Yo, that one. That one I'll always have. But I have one where you pull it up over your face, and it's another man's face with a big beard oh, and mustache funny. and a cigar. Oh, nice. And he's smoking a cigar. So that one I like. Again, please tell everybody where they can find your story time on YouTube. Yeah, sure. So it is called Storytime Saturday. There's no space between story and time, just so you know. Now, Super what, fun. Now, what stories have you done? Oh, I've done tons. Um, so... Mo Willems is a really popular kids author right now. So the pigeon stories are my most successful. Mm -hmm. I have read Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. Pigeon Needs to Take a Bath. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, Pigeon yeah, Needs a Bath. Yeah, definitely. He identifies I with pigeon in that one. I identify with that really time. One. Click, clack, moo? I have not done click, clack, moo, but it's on my list. I'd like to get some Elephant and Piggy in there. Oh, I'm yeah. going to do a Dan Brett book this week or maybe next week. I don't know. Actually, no. This week is Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know what? I think it's called Penguins Find Love or something like that. Oh, yeah. Really no, that's a dirty movie. <laughs> that's not a children's book. That's that's. <laughs> I like I like the way you pick the pigeon stories because you live in the city and the kids can identify with all the pigeons flying around in the city. <laughs> yeah. Mo Willems is from... Um, the Battery Park area, I think. Uh -oh. There you go. Mm. You know what? How about yeah. Mister? How about Mister and Mrs. Rat go on vacation? <laughs> Mister <laughs> and Mrs. Rat have pizza in the subway. That's I'm trying good to stay one. on the Manhattan oh, theme, oh, city yeah. theme. <laughs> <laughs> the squirrels attacking I'm Central sorry. Park. <laughs> Those are hungry squirrels after your nuts in the yeah. park. Mister yeah. Mr. Rat finds a slice of pizza. That's a good one. Oh, Mr. Rat pushes cool. Mr. Grasshopper in front of an oncoming subway train. The aggressive squirrels. I yes. use the rats. As a threat to my students to keep my classroom clean, uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Hey, if you mm -hmm. don't pick your food up off the floor, there's gonna be rats and, and cockroaches, cockroaches. Mm -hmm. and you gotta be careful. And Remember, then... we saw that one in the bathroom. <laughs> we're like, oh my god, yeah, Miss Vanessa, it was so gross. Those antennas were so long. I'm like, yeah, yeah, so, and that's you know, a little one. Let's throw that's, out the garbage. That's brilliant. <laughs> you know what? I just. That's better than using Santa Claus. Yeah, so that's great. And you have a wide variety of different books that you've read. Um, yeah. Do you get a lot of feedback from the school district about that in a in a good way? I mean, no, as, do they I even don't, know? They don't promote it. Okay. They don't promote it for me. So, oh. but how I about, did get it for my students, though. My it was actually really cute the other day because I conducted a parent training just to help get some kids back up onto their reading levels they're supposed to be at. Mm -hmm. And I showed them a book. I was like, oh, actually, guys, I'm going to be reading this on Storytime Saturday tomorrow. And two of the kids that were there, their faces completely lit up. And they were so excited. So wow. I was like, oh, okay. I guess you stay. You're like one of my weekly watchers here. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to start watching. Do you have a Patreon on there so then we can get different you know, content like the pop-up books and stuff? I don't. I didn't even think about doing something like that. Vanessa, yeah. I need to share something with you. Okay. <laughs> What's oh, no. that? So I got up to go get another Sapporo. Mm -hmm. And 
it's I got to tell you, it's weird because when I take the headphones off, I'm out of this world, right? Mm -hmm. I can't hear any of the conversation. Everything is silent. So it's just kind of weird. It's like stepping out into space, right? When you take the headphones off from the podcast. But anyway, I just went to get myself a Sapporo and Ben, being the nice guy that he is, wanted to pour the rest of the other can <laughs> into my glass. Hey, you want me to finish this off for you? And I said, sure. I knew it was completely empty. How he doesn't understand as he picks it up that it's completely empty, I don't know. Because it's heavy. And Is it he the same one he licked? He turns it over to pour it in, and of course, nothing comes out because it's, it's empty. It's, it's heavy. Aww. It's a heavier... Mm, forget it. Okay. It's a heavy See, can. This is what you get for trying to be nice. Yeah. Just be an asshole. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like us. So, yep. I want to share with you a, a childhood trauma. No, please. No. Those are my show notes, dude. <laughs> Ben's trying to, to hijack the show. It's all about Ben all the time. We have a wonderful Forget guest, it. and Ben has to just... This know. is when drinking with friends really hits its stride after a few beers. Drinking with enemies. <laughs> things really start to happen. <laughs> no, what, Ben, what share do, your ben? story, Ben. No, please. I'm not going to share it. Please. Because <sighs> you say, nobody cares! <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. nobody cares. Hi, I'm Mark. Mark C. Drums, investing in child's future. <laughs> nobody cares, man. Child's future. It's not, <laughs> it's not invest in your child's future. It's invest in your future greatness. Your future greatness. So, go ahead. You need to ahead. help I'm him sorry. learn how to read and I speak want you to be English. involved in this. She's, she's a great guest. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, so I'm going to try and do this. My hands are up. Okay. <laughs> Away from the so, board. A lot of times people will ask me, you know, <laughs> Daddy's laughing. Do you Go know? Ahead. What were you going to say? Do you know? And he, like, <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> and I'm not even drunk. It's just so funny. Do I know any, like, childhood stories? <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, like, like books or anything. Poor woman. And She's got to put mother, up with this crap. I said, no, because this is how my mother used to read to us. Can I have, can I have the papers back? So we'll get some sound effects. Here, give me that piece of paper. No, wait. I'll get the papers for you. Go ahead. And this would be it. Uh, once upon a time. Oh, and they all live fucking happily ever after. Now go to bed. I don't know one single child story. That's how my mother would read to us and say, go to fucking bed. Bye. <laughs> Oh, good times, man. So oh. when people come oh. up with all you these stories, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Hansel, Hansel and Gretel. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Hansel Solo what? and Gretel. Hansel Solo and Gretel. Oh my god! Did he just say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the three little know, Chewbacca know, as well. The three little sordos. Nothing, man. Nothing. Oh, Only thing I did oh. know was uh, uh, this little pinky went to the market. This little pinky went the fuck home. Everything was fucked. That's all my mother used to say. And the other thing was um, la cucaracha. La cucaracha ya no puede caminar. So we would learn our Spanish. And the other last thing that she... Always would have me do was cigarros, cigarrillos. So I roll my R's. Wow. What happened to the cucarachas? <laughs> ben ate them. Ya no puede caminar porque le falta, porque le falta una pata para andar. So Ben pulled off their legs and oh, ate the them. Oh, the Pepe. She knows mm -hmm. Spanish. 
I wow. do. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so does so. Ben, but you would never know. <laughs> now, are you are you fluent? No. Okay. No, but she knows. I can understand it. a lot more than I can um, speak. speak yeah. You can hold your own in a conversation with a child because it's not so demanding as far as vocabulary. So you can talk to Ben on equal level. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. Very good. Yeah, like if I'm trying to talk to one of their parents about their academic performance, it gets really hairy. So I'm no from Puerto bueno, Rico. No. I'm third generation Puerto Rican, and my parents. Nobody are- cares. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to do that. <laughs> what did you say, Ben? I said nothing. He's <laughs> muted. I muted his fucking mic. Um, so what happens is, they would speak English in front of the kids so that they can have their own language and they can talk to each other without the kids knowing what they were saying, mm-hmm. right? Not really thinking, oh, maybe we want the kids to learn Spanish. They didn't, and that was the reason why. So they can just have their own language and speak to each other in front of the kids without the kids knowing. Isn't that crazy? A high school friend of mine did that. Um, their, her mom and dad used to speak German with each other. Yeah, right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, She does not know German. Yeah, I, I don't really know a lot of Spanish. Hmm. And if you haven't noticed, Ben does not know English. <laughs> so there's that. And my Spanish is worse. If you listen to our prior podcast, you hear Ben trying to pronounce different things, but with a Spanish accent. <laughs> ben, read the Chinese menu. Oh, los wontons tan buenos. Me gusta. And you were here for one of them, which was awesome. Um, but usually once to twice a show, Ben does something epic. Mm-hmm. And in it, and it's just incredible. He burned his arm on the Olympic flame. <laughs> he almost drowned right? on a beer. He almost drowned and then drank beer that came out of his nose. By mistake. By mistake. <laughs> oh, boy. It wasn't even a stunt. He forgot that that's where it came from, it and he warm. drank it. And, uh, uh, well, it took so, a long time so to get back like out. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot. Things like that happen on the show. Han Solo and Gretel. Like, things like this, <laughs> they just happen on the show. And that's why we have so much fun, because it just happens. So I'm really glad that you came on today. I'm really happy that you, you could be a part of the show. Is there anything you would like to say before we kick oh. you out? <laughs> Really, just thank you, because this is my first podcast ever, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I really avidly lit... See, I can't speak English. Hey, you caught it from Ben. You caught it from me. You caught it from Ben. COVID. Um, it's you called think stupid. think I speak a little more clear <laughs> as a voiceover, but no. Um, shows how many takes I have to do on things. I avidly listen to a Harry Potter podcast. Mm. I, they just always sound like... They're having so much fun all the time. I was like, wow, a podcast would be so much fun to do one day. And yeah, when you approached me about it, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be real life Potter list, but it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you, so you hear really it coming excited, out on Spotify, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah, I understand you need a variety of guests, mm-hmm. but if you ever want to circle back one time, I would love to come back. We'll, we'll get back to you with a book idea and then we'll, you know, it'll be a separate <laughs> YouTube I'll read page. it. Then we'll act what. it out. <laughs> write interpretive me the most dance. ridiculous. Write me the ro- most ridiculous children's book you possibly can. I will read it with the most sincerity you have ever heard. Oh, and it could be this fun little to, segment. I love that the, idea. The brown ocelot. <laughs> uh, the brown ocelot. Yeah, that's what we call Ben. He's the brown ocelot. He's <laughs> he's the most frightened and intimidated of all the big cats. And his superpower, because he's a superhero, is that he can detect fear in oh, himself. So that's his defense mechanism. 
his highly acute sense it? of fear. What's, what's your acute sense that? Well, his nose flares <laughs> and his okay. tail. His, I have a very big nose. This is what they're getting. At. His butthole puckers. Yeah. So <laughs> every time it sees more, <laughs> and he leaves a scent. You all can't see this at home. I'm covering my face right now. <laughs> he he leaves a scent. The flash is creeping up. That drives away whatever animal or person is is threatening him. So oh, I was going to do it as an illustrated novel, aka a cartoon, but I can't draw for beans. But I did write the first. You did. Page or two, mm -hmm. and it was pretty funny. But back to teaching. Um, oh no! Come on, Ben. We're having fun. Stop no teaching. one cares. <laughs> so I like your idea. We'll write the most incomprehensible story, and you can read it. I was going to sure. say that's a great way to get you back on the podcast. I was going to say book another big gig, and we'll think about having you back on. But that's a great oh, idea. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is yeah. on. This is fantastic. You're a wonderful guest. I wish you all the success. Good luck. You'll find Thank your way. You It'll be much. fine. You'll and do very well. I look well. forward to hearing what you guys come up with next. So. Oh, yes. Ooh. We will do that. I love that segment. Yeah. We're going to do that. Very right. quiet. Best of tree. luck with everything. And I wish you a ton of success. Peace. Yes. Thank you. All right, guys. On three, two, one. Good night. See you. And you're the best. Woo! Vanessa Pepe. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, how yeah. awesome is she? Yeah, very awesome.